Buenos dias from Greenway Parks. This is the Rorschach Argentina update from the 30th of March, 2023. A quick summary of what's going down in Argentina. The week of memory culminated on Friday the 24th with events and demonstrations commemorating the 47th anniversary of the 1976 military coup. Tens of thousands of people marched to Buenos Aires City, Plaza de Macho, and other important landmarks across the country to pay tribute to the thousands of disappeared and victims. Public figures like Interior Minister Eduardo Wado de Pedro, the son of two political activists who were kidnapped and murdered, took this opportunity to tell their stories and keep the spirit of never again alive. President Alberto Fernandez announced the construction of a new memorial site at the Campo de Macho military base, which served as a clandestine detention center during the dictatorship. This is part of the government's Heritage Infrastructure Plan, which includes the execution of more than a 100 projects for the restoration, preservation, and enhancement of heritage assets, historic buildings, and monuments. Speaking of the president, he landed in New York on Monday the 27th for a meeting with Joe Biden. As you may recall, this encounter between the U.S. president and his Argentine counterpart was meant to happen eight months ago, but had to be postponed after Biden tested positive for COVID-19. While there is no clear reason as to why it happened now, it is no coincidence that last weekend, during the Ibero-American summit in the Dominican Republic, President Fernandez dedicated a few words to the negative consequences of Donald Trump's administration. According to the White House, the leaders met on Wednesday the 29th to celebrate 200 years of bilateral relationships and discuss issues such as the drought in Argentina, the negotiations with the IMF, and possibilities of cooperation around critical minerals, climate, climate change, space, and technology. Biden hailed it as an enormous opportunity to increase economic integration with Argentina. On that note about critical minerals, the mining industry has now recorded 28 consecutive months of job creation growth, with almost 40,000 workers now employed in the sector. This is due to the lithium boom, which created around 900 jobs in the last 12 months. Exports of mining products accounted for a total of $58 million and 6% of Argentina's total exports in February. Meanwhile, wine producers are racing against time to save the remnants of one of the worst harvests in history in decades. The province of Mendoza, where 78% of Argentina's wine comes from, was deeply affected by La Nina, the weather phenomenon that cools surface temperatures and intensifies drought. The 2023 harvest will not exceed 15 million tons of grapes, which is about 40% less than a normal year for a country that's on the world's top 10 wine producers list. From one of Argentina's main exports to another, the first shipment of Argentine beef to Mexico took off last week. After more than 10 years of negotiations, both countries have finally agreed on the sanitary certificate requirements last December, unlocking a key market in the North American bloc. Speaking of beef, Don Julio, the internationally famous parrilla, continues to sweep. This week, 
It was named the 2023 Global Winner of the World's 101 Best Steak Restaurants. It's yet another award for the Paria, which finished second in the rankings of the 50 best restaurants in Latin America last year. Countless famous faces have dined there in recent years, including Matt Damon, Angela Merkel, Robert Pattison, and more recently, Lionel Messi. While beef is taking off, there's one thing that won't be landing in Argentina. On Monday the 27th, the Ministry of Health prohibited the importation, distribution, commercialization, and advertising of electronic cigarettes and their accessories due to their potential harm to health. Electronic cigarette consumption in Argentina has relatively low values, reaching 1% of the adult population, according to the National Risk Factors Survey of 2018. However, the percentage registers an alarming increase among teenagers and has an enormous impact on the country's public accounts, generating an annual direct medical cost of hundreds of billions. Since we're on the topic of billions of pesos, the government is moving forward with its plan to pesofy the dollar bonds of state bodies in the never-ending bid to strengthen the foreign exchange reserves, control the blue exchange rate, and avoid default, state banks and the National Social Security Administration, commonly known as ANSES, must swap all of their foreign bond holdings under New York law for peso-denominated debt. The project could boost reserves by $3.7 billion. Moving on, we have updates on the potential candidates for the upcoming presidential elections, or rather, the non-candidates. The former president, Mauricio Macri, announced on Sunday the 26th that he will not be running for president. Instead, he will support the new leader from the sidelines. Competing for that title are former security minister Patricia Bullrich and Buenos Aires City Mayor Horacio Rodriguez Larreta, which will make for a heated battle. Somebody else stepped down this week, and that is the Buenos Aires City Security Minister Marcelo D'Alessandro, who resigned his post after the Lago Escondido scandal. After nearly three months on leave, D'Alessandro will be replaced by Eugenio Borsacco, who served as National Security Secretary under Patricio Bullrich in the Mauricio Macri administration. If you don't remember what happened, Lago Escondido is a place near Bariloche, where a group of federal judges, attorneys, and executives secretly met in October of 2022. The journalists who investigated the case said that the goal of the secret meeting was to conspire and arrange causes to favor former President Macri. The meeting would have been financed by Clarín newspaper and featured the participation of D'Alessandro, among many others. On that note about newspapers, we have good news for English speakers out there. Buenos Aires' most famous English-language daily newspaper, the Buenos Aires Herald, is back. After coming to a halt in 2017, the newspaper will once again publish daily news about Argentina and the region. For the time being, the Herald will be a news website, but there are plans to incorporate new formats further ahead. Follow the link in the show notes to check it out. One of the articles 
The newspaper recently published covers Amnesty International's annual Human Rights Report, which describes Argentina's economic and social issues, which aggravates challenges including gender-based violence, healthcare access, and land rights. According to the deputy director of Amnesty Argentina, although Argentina has pioneered laws in terms of gender, health, and diversity, their application has deep failures. Another challenge that the country faces is the structural discrimination affecting the indigenous population in the territory. According to a report by the United Nations Working Group on Human Rights, they received a worrying number of complaints of evictions and violent interventions, repressions, raids, criminalization, and prosecution. Report also criticizes the management of fast-growing industries such as mega-mining, shale gas, and lithium for perpetuating human rights abuses. In other news, Maria Kodama, author and widow of Argentine writer Jorge Luis Borges, passed away on Sunday the 26th. She published several books, including Tales, Tribute to Borges, and The Punched Badge. On top of that, she was the sole owner of Borges' work, since his passing in 1986. It's unclear who will own the intellectual property now, although it's expected that parts will go to the different universities where Borges used to lecture. Before we go, please watch out for the recent increase in dengue infections. Cases have doubled in recent days, with the provinces of Tucumán, Salta, and Santa Fe being the most affected. However, Risk areas are expanding as a consequence of global warming, so be sure to eliminate standing water and use mosquito repellent. To end, on a lighter note, remember that Holy Thursday and Good Friday are coming up. Next Friday, the 7th of April, is a national holiday, and some companies extend that to Thursday as well. In addition to the religious celebrations, many will take advantage of the time off to travel and enjoy the last few days of heat before the weather turns cooler, so roads may be busier than usual. And that's it for this week. Want to have the most cool t-shirt ever? We got you. You can buy our 100% unbleached organic cotton, grown and ginned in Texas, spun and knit in the Carolinas, sewn and printed in Missouri t-shirts. The most environmentally friendly t-shirt you'll own. What's your favorite pizza topping? Let us know at Argentina at Rorschach.com. Nos vemos la próxima semana.